our main our main um scripture which is john chapter 15. uh i'll just start reading from verse 1 all the way to uh, the end i am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser every branch in me that does not bear fruit it takes away and every branch that does not bear fruit it prunes that he may bear more fruits already you are clean because of the word that i have spoken to you abide in me and i in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me i am the vine you are the branches whoever abides in me and i am in him he is he that bears much fruit for apart from me you can do nothing if anyone does not abide in me he is thrown away like a branch and withers and the branches are gathered thrown into the fire and burn and if you abide in me and my words abide in you ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciple as the father has loved me so have i loved you abide in my love if you keep my commandments you will abide in my love just as i have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love these things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than someone laid down his life for his friends. I'm just going to stop there for now. So here we see that, um, obviously, God the Father is a vine dresser, and you and I, all of us, we're the branches. I am a branch, Edith is a branch, Apostle Stephen is a branch. We are all branches, and and key words that are emphasized in this in this scripture. We look at abide, we look at branch, we look at fruit. Abide, branch, and fruit, and and here Jesus Christ is saying that in order for you and I to be fruitful, in a sense that to to live a life that glorifies God, to live a life that that pleases God, we have to abide. So today I'm going to look at what does it mean to abide. And one of the things that I, I strongly believe is abiding is living in, in Christ, living in Christ. What does it mean to live? Living is not just to survive. Living is not just to strive in life. Living is actually living that life that Jesus Christ has said, I've come to give life and life abundantly. Living in terms of quality, because that's what the, that's what is emphasizing on fruit, right? Because fruit, in a sense, that fruit in good works, fruit in, in your quality of lifestyle that glorifies God, fruit in righteousness, fruit of the Holy Spirit, fruit in your contribution in the ministry, fruit in your contribution in society. So that's that's the end result. Living a life that is fruitful, living a life that is purposeful, living a life that is meaningful. That's what Jesus Christ is saying, that the only way we can be able to accomplish that, to live a meaningful life, we have to abide in Him. And each of us, not just one branch, because he is the vine, and that one, he is one, he is one, he is one vine, and, and he has many branches. So all the body, all the, all the believers all over the world, no matter where you are, no matter who you are, all of them are connected to this vine. All of them are attached to this vine. All of them cling to this vine. So without this vine, 
they cannot they cannot do anything so it shows that you and i we depend on the vine we depend on jesus for you and i to be fruitful it shows that you and i we have to live our life in jesus i don't have to live my life in edith i don't have to live my life in pastor stephen i don't have to live my life in florence i have to live my life in jesus i have to abide in him because the word keeps saying abide in me abide in him me it didn't say you should abide in your pastor it didn't say you should abide in prophets it didn't say you should abide in minister you should abide in him and then it says that when you abide in him i in you and we have the holy spirit who dwells in us so the issue is not jesus christ abiding in us the issue is we abide in him because he's already in us but most times we don't want to live in him sometimes we want jesus christ to live in us when he already lived in us because why we believe in him and the spirit of god is already in us so our goal is to Always, every moment, every hour, every second, every minute, to try our best to live in Jesus, to live according to the Holy Spirit, to live according to His leading, to live according to His directives, to live according to His mandates. And then we can be fruitful. And then we can we can we can live the life that God wants us to live. There's no way we can be righteous. There's no way we can conduct ministry if we don't abide in Jesus. It emphasizes that without me, you can do nothing. You cannot do ministry work. You cannot even live a life that pleases God. You cannot you can't even pray. You can't even worship if you don't abide in Jesus. Because He, because he is a source of your life. He is the one that is going to sustain your life. That's why you have to abide in Him. Because you and I, we didn't create ourselves. You and I, there's no life in us. When Jesus Christ said to Peter, I said, Peter, are you also going to leave? Peter said, where am I going to go? Where am I going to find? Where am I going to find the bread of life? Where am I going to find the fountain of life? And Jesus Christ keep making this phenomenal uh, 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 point about Himself that He is He is the, 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 the bread of life. He is the fountain of life. Which shows that in the physical uh, nourishment of our existence. We need bread in order for us to live physically. We need water to sustain us. So Jesus Christ is using all the symbols to let us know that, hey guys, spiritually you need me. Spiritually you need me to drink of me and then I will produce that spiritual life in you. You need to eat of me so that I will produce that spiritual life in you. That is why he used this illustration of, of, a, of, of a vine dresser and a vine because during those days, that's what the children of Israel are familiar with. And there's a lot of uh, uh, vine that grows in that particular region. So Jesus Christ is using something that they are familiar with. For you and I, in our case, we live in a world of technology where we need to be plugged. We need to plug our iPhones. So for you and I, where do we plug when we need power? Who do we go to to sustain us? Especially during this pandemic. Every, everything has failed us. The government, they're trying their best to have failed us. Look, look at what happened in Uganda. The government can shut down the entire internet. It shows that who are you going to for solution? Who are you going to to power your life? Who are you going to to empower your life? Who are you going to that will help you to sustain you when things are difficult? And Jesus is saying that you guys have to abide in me. And how do we abide in him? How do we live in Jesus Christ on a continuous basis? I'm not just saying abide in a sense that you're, you're just living for the sake of living. But you're living a quality life. You're living a fruitful life. Because some of us as believers, yes, we Jesus Christ abides in us, but there's nothing. Nothing nothing is happening. There's no, there are no changes taking place in our lives. Our lives are empty. But he wants, he wants to give us life and life abundantly. A rich life. So how do we live in Jesus? How do we abide in him? How do we go about it? It says in the Bible that... One of them is 
if you abide in me and my words abide in you. You see? So how do we abide in Jesus? Through his word. Through his word. So as, as you and I, as we read the Bible, as we study the Bible, we have to apply the word. We have to apply it in our conduct. We have to apply it in our mindset. We have to apply it through our words. So everything that has to do with the Bible, when we apply it, shows that we abide in Jesus because we are taking what is in the Bible, we apply in everyday situation. When it comes to making decisions, we're saying, God, what do you think about this matter? God, how do I go about uh, uh, making this decision in this area of my life? God, uh, uh, here is my finances. What do I do? What are your principles regarding money? What are your principles regarding marriage? What are your principles regarding life? So you're taking the word of God. You're living it out. He said, my words abide in you. Because Jesus Christ said, he said, how do you, how do you prove that you love me? You have to prove by doing, by obeying my word. That's how you prove that you love Jesus Christ. Just saying it, Jesus Christ, I love you, doesn't mean nothing. Because anybody can say, I love you. But what really shows that you love that person is your action. So for us to prove our love to Jesus, we have to take his word and we have to live it out. That, that is what it means by abiding in him. And, and he said, when we do that, whatever you and I, we ask, it will be done for us. Because why? We are asking based on the word of God. Our prayers are aligned with the will of God. Our prayers are aligned with the ways of God because the word of God has already uh, refined our mind. The word of God has already reshaped our lives that we cannot ask anything contrary that is not of God. So that's why his word has to be in us. And then now we can ask boldly and confidently that God, this is what I need and it will be done. And it says, verse 8, by this my father is glorified that you bear much. You see, how do we how can how, how do we even please God? One of the areas that we please God is true faith. But we can also please God by being fruitful. God is a God, God is a God of fruitfulness. Because when God created this universe, he said, Be fruitful, multiply, increase, and subdue and dominate. God is not a God that just creates things for nothing. He creates things with a sense of purpose. He creates things with a sense of fulfillment. So you cannot tell me as a child of God, you just go to church, you can't even win souls, you can't even expand, you can't even do anything uh, meaningful. No, it does not glorify God. So what glo God actually wants our life to be meaningful. That's, that brings Him glory. God wants our life to contribute. That brings Him glory. God wants our life to be impactful. That brings Him glory. It glorifies God when we do things like that. Because that's what Jesus Christ has come to do so that you and I can live life and life abundantly. Whereas the enemy is there to take away, to steal, to suppress, to oppress, to make our life hopeless. It doesn't glorify God when your life is not moving. It doesn't glorify God when you're static. It doesn't glorify God when you just sit in one place. You're not growing spiritually. You're not growing mentally. You're not winning souls. You don't even know your purpose in life. It doesn't glorify God. It wants your life to be meaningful. It wants your life to be fruitful. Because you and I, we are made for good works. Amen? So, so when you know when we bear fruit, it glorifies God, and so proved to be my disciples. Do you know that? Do you know that the proof of you being a disciple of God is when you bear fruit? Because you cannot just say I'm a Christian. Okay, you're a Christian. You see, I was telling a sister that you know what? Yes, it's good to emphasize on the gift of God, but the fruit of God is very, very important. You can have all this. You can perform signs and miracles and wonders. Even Satan, the disciples of Satan, can do it. But what really matters? Do you love people? Do you care for people? Are you are, are you are you generous? Are you are you how do you speak to people? You know, so these are all proof that you are a disciple of Jesus when you bear much fruit. Fruit in your character, fruit in your contribution. 
Amen? So, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. And Jesus Christ always, always relate our relationship uh, 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 between him and the Father, saying that, okay, you know what? This is the, the Father has given this to me, and I'm taking from the Father, I'm giving it to you guys. So whatever I get from the Father, whatever I hear from the Father, I reveal to you. And let me tell you guys, the Father has loved me. Because the Father has loved me, now I'm sharing my love with you guys. Because I am in a relationship with the Father, and the Father wants you and I to have a relationship. The Father wants you guys to have a relationship with me. But we, we want to get to the Father, but we don't want to get to the Son. It's like me saying that. It's like me saying that. Um, how can I, how can I be a friend of Pastor Stephen when I don't even like the son or daughter of Pastor Stephen? You understand? So how can I even, how can I even, um, um, how can people say, oh, uh, I love Jesus Christ, but they, they, look at the way they're treating Christians, because we are part of Him. So how can we say we obey the Father when we can't even obey the, the Son? How can we say we love the Father when we don't even love the Son? That is why sometimes pe people can call the name of God, but when it comes to calling the name of Jesus Christ, it becomes an issue because everything rises and falls on Jesus Christ because He is the pillar. Amen? So He's saying that as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. And abide in my love. Another way, as we abide in Him through, through His Word, we also, abide, we also have to abide in His love. That is powerful. We also have to live in the love of God because the love of Jesus Christ is a motivation. It's an inspiration for you to love other people, to actually love yourself. It's the power. You understand? It's, 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 that's, that's, what's, that's actually going to make you to obey the word of God. Are you going to obey the word of God out of duty, out of religion? But because are you going to do it out of love? Because why? You want to please somebody. That you, because when you really please somebody that you love, you will, you, you will do anything to please them, right? Like I... I've, I an example, if you love a woman, you go the extra mile to do anything for her. Why can't we go the extra mile to do anything for God? She doesn't have to tell you to do something for her. But because you love her, because you cherish her, because you have an affection for that person. Same with God. You want to obey the word of God. You want to pray without being told to do so. Amen. So another way for us to abide in him, we have to abide in his love. We have to remain in his love. Some of us who go about life don't even know that God loves us. We go about life feeling as if, you know what, nobody cares. Yes, people, people might not care about you. It's okay. But God loves you. God cares. His eyes are on you. So if you, in order for you to actually be fruitful, you have to know that God loves you, that he has a plan for your life, that his thoughts for you they are good and not of evil to give you hope and an expected end. Some of us, we are afraid that God, God is trying to put us to hell. God, God demands are so high, da, 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 all this stuff. So we become so paranoid, we become so terrified, and the love of, and, and the love of God does not attract obedience. Because the Bible says, perfect love casts out fear. When we know that we have a father who cares, when we know that we have a father, when we are weak, his grace is sufficient for us. Who have that confidence that he is, he will help us through, he will see us through in every situation. So we have to constantly live out his love. We have to know that he loves us. We have to constantly live out his word. Because he said, Abide in my word and abide in my love. I'm I'm gonna finish very soon. It says, verse 10, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Again, Jesus Christ said, How how can you say you love me? We prove our love to Jesus by keeping his commandments. When he said, don't do this, we don't do. When he said, do this, we do. Because love is action. Love is not just words. Love, love, love is not just that fuzzy feeling. It goes beyond that fuzzy feeling. It's actually action. And when you obey him, when you obey his word, 
you abide in his love. Just as I have kept my father's commandment and abide in his love. He's actually giving us an example of how he's able to do the things for the father. He's able to be fruitful in life. He's able to be fruitful in his own ministry. Because why? When, he, when, he, when the father speaks, he obeys the father. And as a result of his obedience to the commandment of the father, he abides in the love of the father. So, so I, what I see here is that in order for you to, 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 to abide in the love of God, you have to obey him. The word of God and love go hand to hand. The word of God and love go hand to hand. You prove that you love Jesus by obeying his, 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 his word. Trusting in his word. Opening his word. Sharing his word. Speaking his word. Meditating upon his word. Everything revolves around his word because through his word, your life is transformed. Through his word, you're able to be fruitful because there's power in his word. And, get, and guess what? He said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So when you are in his word, he produced life. And verse 11, these things have I spoken to you that my, my joy may be in you, that you may be full. Wow. His, his intention is that, guys, obey my, obey my word, abide in my love, abide in me. And the reason why is because I want you guys to have joy. And I want your joy to be in full. God, When God does things, he does it to the fullest. He doesn't do half, half empty, empty grace or half empty joy. When he, when, he, when he lavishes love for you, he lavishes love on you so, so profound. It's like wasted love. It's too much. Amen? And then it said that this is my commandment, that you also love one another. That's where I'm going to end. You also love one another. Because sometimes we can say we love Jesus, but I don't like Edith. We can say we love Jesus, I don't appreciate Aisha. We can say we love Jesus, I disrespect uh, 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 Pastor Hopa, Ruth. You understand? So, we also express our love to Jesus by the love that we have for one another. You see, so it's, it's a, this. I I just want to conclude by saying that abiding in Jesus Christ is is living out a relationship with Him and with one another. Relationship with Him and with one another, because Jesus Christ said the greatest commandment. When the Pharisees asked Him, "What is the greatest commandment? How do we attain eternal life?" He said, first of all, love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your body, with all your soul, with all your energy, with all your entire entity, and love your neighbor as yourself. That is the greatest commandment. It's built on love. Amen? 